Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with the amazing Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. I have not been here forever. It's been a while. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. We miss you. I miss being here, but there was some great podcasts while I was gone. Yeah. By the way, if you just tuned in, make sure you go back. You can rewatch, re-listen to the shows you missed. You can archive them. If you're you know, a subscriber to our show, whether that's on a streaming platform or whether that's on YouTube at The Five Star Life, you can archive them, go back and listen to them. You can share them with a friend. So just want to encourage you, if you like this show, hit the like button, share it, subscribe, make sure you don't ever miss a show. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have a different show today a little bit. We're just going to really talk because we had an incredible visit. When was that? A couple weeks ago. Okay. And it's is it J... JDC, DC. Juvenile Detention Center. Mm -hmm. In Elkhart. Mm -hmm. And um, that was the first time that I got to go. Uh, and I was just blown away. Uh, first of all, these kids are really smart. And um, gosh, deep, deep, deep kids. And uh, But they asked you some incredible questions. And I just kind of wanted to revisit them. I'm so glad you got the chance to go along. I've, I've talked about, you know, sometimes on the show, I'll reference some of our visits there mm -hmm. and and we talk about kids who get into trouble, um, but but we've it's it's yet to go there and see. It. It's kind of like Summit, our three hundred fifty acre you know uh, training facility. You can talk about it all day, but once you go and experience, you're like, oh my goodness, this right. is something. And I think going into JDC and and, and you know just seeing the kids and connecting with them, it helps. It brings a whole new revelation to you know. We talk about this idea of, and we talked about this, I think, on our show a couple weeks ago, the difference between empathy and sympathy, mm -hmm. where sympathy might feel bad for someone, and you hear about kids that get into trouble, and they're in detention, they're locked up, and, you know, it's so interesting in the circles I'm in, what I hear a lot of um, by people outside of that world is I hear a lot of judgment, and everybody's got the answer for why these kids are the way they are. And it's always really harsh, critical judgment against the parents. And um, it, that is hard for me to hear um, because um, it is so easy when everything is great in your life. And when you've never had kids, maybe you've never been a single parent. Uh, maybe you've never been addicted. Maybe you've never, maybe you've never experienced having, you know, third, fourth generation cycle of being fatherless or motherless mm -hmm. or, or cycles of poverty. And so, but if you've ever been in those situations, I think you see these things differently. Like it's a cycle that you're trapped in. And, you know, the reason we talk about on this show is five star life is changing culture. And you can't change culture if you don't really have empathy for the program because, or, or, or for people, because, you know, sympathy 
might acknowledge the problem, but it's kind of like, oh, that's too bad for them. Mm-hmm. And it keeps moving. Empathy, it feels it, sees it, and it says, how do we help? And that's the whole purpose of talking about this today. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us, you you forget, or if you don't experience it, you know, you can um, have judgment, um, but man, being there, I mean, they're kids and I, and I don't know what they did cause they don't share that, but there was one little guy. I mean, he's the same age as my grandson and I'm thinking, gosh, he's in there, but, and they have a lot of time to think, but what I heard were these are thinkers. Yeah. And, uh, they had some, they didn't know you were coming and they, so you were surprised and they, they loved it. Um, they also, I was blown away that they all spoke and had questions and super engaged. Yeah. So let's, what do you remember the, what was the first question they asked you? So they had a, a board and by the way, um, you know, the, the, the lead teacher, um, uh, Sean, Mr. B, they call him and Miss Wendy, they're, they're just incredible people. You know, you think about this, somebody has to be in detention managing, supervising, and then educating these kids. And these teachers are just, just extraordinary. And that was one of the things we heard is we Mm -hmm. heard high praise from kids. Like these people are helping us. Mm -hmm. So shout out to them because they're there every day. But the first question was just simply like, why do you come to JDC and visit us? And uh, I just answered by saying, well, I, I do it because there's something deep within me that I cannot stand the fact that there are so many kids out there uh, that that make decisions based on the cycle I referred to a little bit ago. Because of that environment that they come up in, they don't know the things that people that aren't in the cycle know. The kids that aren't in there, they've gotten some things because their environment has taught them some things. These kids don't know it. They end up in the system, and what they wrongly latch onto is an identity that is rooted in, I'm a mistake, I'm alone, I'm a loser, and this is how I'm always going to be. It's how it's always been. It's how I'm always going to be. And so it's heart-wrenching for me to note there's kids that have incredible potential and they're incredibly smart and intelligent and they have incredible capacity, but they're believing this lie based on their whole life experience that they're less than. And they kept sharing that. I'm going back to that. You don't get it. I'm going back to that. And this is the part of you that, I mean, I love you, but when I get to see you truly, you know, be in a place where God has called you to be, is encouraging and speaking life into these kids. That's what you did. Yeah, and that that is um, it, the the great thing I said to those kids. I said, you know, you the reason the other reason I come is you you are in an incredible position right now. You don't realize it probably. It feels like you're cursed. You're locked up. You don't have freedom. I said, but it's the best thing in the world for you because it, you now have time and space to think. And your mind is your greatest asset, your ability to think and dream and process where you've been, where you are, where you want to go. It's, it's a gift to you. And the question I have is, what are you going to do with this gift? Because you have, they're providing food and shelter and safety for you. 
And so you don't have all the drama from the outside world that you live in, the toxic environment. You have your own stuff, of course. There's stuff in there because you've got a lot of uh, trauma <laughs> all surrounding each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's its own thing. But they have a lot of time to sit in their own cells. That's what they're doing most of the time, right? It's right. it's kind of like kid, kid prison in some ways. Mm-hmm. So the greatest gift to you is time and space to think about where you are, where you want to go. And um, it, it's, it's really amazing to watch them um, ask questions off of that. Mm-hmm. I think the amazing part for me too was to really see that. So the room that we were, the classroom that we were in, they go through five stars. So they go through our curriculum. Uh, and, th- and they kept saying that, you know, um, that Wendy and um, Mr. B. Mr. B. Were the like the highlights of their day. They were the people that believe in them. They knew Five Star. They processed the questions. So for me, that was very cool to see that it be implemented and the, the impact that it is having. Yeah. So, so they're having conversations and dialogue about their mindset, the way they think, uh, their emotions, how they can actually take control and not be a victim of their past, of their circumstances, of their emotions. Mm-hmm. So they're learning some of these things. Um, so it's it's super fun to hear some of that stuff come out. But, you know, it's also interesting and fun to actually be there in the moment because now they get to clap back a little bit and they don't agree with you, which is awesome. That's the exciting part mm-hmm. for me is when they disagree with you and they start arguing with you. And you had a couple that <laughs> were yeah. not accepting your answers. Yes. Um, you remember what they were? Remember what they're they're uh, challenging me on? They were challenging you on that that you told them what are you going to do? You know, with your time, with your mind, and that you don't understand. You don't understand. You know, we're alone. It's hard. Nobody encourages us outside that classroom that we were in. Yeah, and this is what I see the big in the, the biggest fallacy that when you're stuck in a cycle, the biggest fallacy is when you start to believe that people on the outside can never understand. That's Therefore, I'm going to block myself off and never receive instruction or help from somebody else. That is the most foolish thing you can do. People outside the glass bowl can see some things. Now, if they're not for you, don't listen to them. But people that are for you, you best listen to them because they may have something that can help you get out of the cycle. If all I do is listen to people from, from dysfunction, I'm going to stay in dysfunction. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll come right back, uh, right back after this. Check us out at fivestarlife.org. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org, and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. And we're having a great conversation. By the way, if you are just new to this show, thank you for watching or listening. Do us a favor. If you're enjoying it, would you hit the like button and would you subscribe to this so you don't miss it? So it just kind of automatically comes to your inbox. And then if you would... If you really enjoy this, share it with somebody. We're, we're new to this, but we're trying to ex, you know expose more people to it because we really are on a mission to change the face of education, of sports, and of culture. And if you've noticed, there's a major culture war right now. And we need everybody 
everybody to, to join the army and think about like, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to be a part of the solution for the problems in America? And the biggest lie is that we, we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's too far gone. That's for politicians or that's for people with lots of money or that's for, and we just, we just take ourselves out of the battle when there's a lot we can do. But I think it's so easy to take yourself out. Yeah. We were just because we just went to a lunch with another um, five star family today, and you can just say, "What well, what can I do?" Right, the system's rigged against yeah. me. You know, it's a it's an evil world. Uh, by the way, we are going to be uh, we're so actually if anybody who follows me on social media, I I re uh, posted something from Teller Brown, which. Just in the last couple of weeks, it was his two-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Tyler Brown was the kid from St. Joe High School who um, played for five stuff basketball for years and years. I've known him since middle school. Um, he is holds a special place in my heart because I've spent so much time with him in basketball tournaments because he's the same age as my son Jordan. Okay. And anyways, he just he was tragically the victim of gun violence two years ago. And um, it, it just was tragic, but miraculously, he's alive and he's doing well. It's not over, but he is just doing so well. So it was fun to sit with him and his mom. They're just incredible people. They sure are. And that video, um, I did not realize, I mean, what he had gone through. Uh, it's a great video, but where did you post it? I posted on my Instagram and I think I tagged Five Star Life, so it's on the Five Star Life Instagram as well. So if you check out uh, the, the Five Star Life Instagram, it's at the Five Star Life on Instagram. Check it out and scroll down. You can see it uh, beginning of October if you scroll down there. And actually, Tyler made it, correct? Tyler, Tyler made that thing, uh, edited it, put the audio. So he spent several days thinking about what, he, what order he wanted to go. But it, it just kind of gives you in about two minutes, it, it walks you through you know, from the moment he was shot to the moment he began to walk again and to where he is now. It's, uh, it's super cool. Even that, to be a strong enough kid, because he is a kid, to go back through those pictures. I mean, there's a lot of adults that couldn't have done that. No. And then put him together and pick, you know what I mean, to watch him over and over again. He's, he's a cool kid. To look at himself... In a coma, seeing himself in a coma, and while he's in a coma, his body is moving and there's tremors and it's shaking. And to go, to watch yourself that way is a little bit traumatic. And he cho- he just chooses gratitude, like so. So he's going through it because it's like this is where I was, and it's so cool because it's there's so many things we can complain about. And you hear people complaining about the weather and you hear people complaining about this or that. But, you know, we got to sit with Tyler and his mom, Mia, and just the, the gratitude for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that life came at a cost. She had to fight for it. That's a whole other yeah. story we're going to tell. But boy, did she fight for him. Yeah, she did. Um, he would not be alive and he would not be in the state he's in if it were not for his mother, who is a praying mother a mother of faith. And I'm talking about faith in, she made sure that her vision for her son 
went forward regardless of what people told her. He'll never, one, he won't live. Two, if he lives, he's going to be a vegetable. Uh, three, that, then it was, well, he'll never walk. Four, he'll never be able to learn. He'll never go to school. I mean, the, right. every turn, there was a negative report, and she just refused those negative reports mm-hmm. and said, that's not, that's not who my baby's going to be. God has a plan. It's it's really inspiring. <laughs> it, it is, and we're going to have him on the show. Um, the other thing, too, is it goes back to, you know, choosing not to be the victim. Mm. They both were the victim, but they both chose not to be. And just speaking life and the power of our minds. I mean, it was her mind and her faith mm-hmm. that, you know, spoke life into him. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So it, it, amazing. Mm-hmm. So we're, we went to JDC, Juvenile Detention Center, had a great stop there. Um, what, what else? I'd love to get your, your other thoughts that you had from being there. What, what, was, what was the experience like for you first time going in? I mean, I, I really was blown away. Uh, I, I thought they were just going to not interact. And I couldn't believe, honestly, at the depth of these kids. They get it. And, um, you know, but I, I, I did have those moments like, what can I do for them? You know, I'm not in their life, but you encourage them to somehow get involved in Five Star when they were out because they asked, like, you know, we don't have people that speak life into our, us. But I, I remember their faces and I do pray for them. And, you know, hopefully someday our paths will cross again. But um, I loved to I just loved watching you with them because you're not you don't sugarcoat it. You love them. You speak life into them. Um, and I love, they had the most incredible questions. They had this whole board of questions for Coach Seth. Yeah, and they, it was funny because as I talked about, you know, you have to decide what you're going to do at this time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I remember one kid just kind of clapped back and just said, yeah, but Coach Seth, and he went into this long uh, monologue about, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping in a cell that's cold and I can't control the temperature and it's a dirty floor and I can't control what I eat and, and I don't get enough therapy and, you know, our therapists don't, don't come in as much as I need. I need therapy every day just to cope with this and I don't know how to cope with it. And, and it was so interesting because he didn't realize it. And there's this interesting phenomenon happening in our culture today. You have you have one perspective and one camp of human psychology that really teaches this idea that life is so hard and you are a victim and there is trauma all around you and it's so wrong. And at the end of it, before they put a period on it, they say, and this is just how it is. So learn how to cope with it. Can't change it. It just is what it is. I'm going to give you a few tips on how to stay miserable. Yeah. And and again, that some of you are like probably furious listening to me say that because that, that sounds ridiculous. And then there's another camp within psychology, right? And within education that says, well, life is really hard. You've gotten a bad deal. It's totally unjust completely unfair, but you still have a choice of how you're going to live your life. And the power of that, it's right between your eyes. It's your mind. It's your heart. What are you going to do with that? So what I told the kid there, I just said, well, you know, if you believe that your survival and not just survival, but in order for you to thrive 
and rehabilitate here, that you have to have a therapist in there holding your hand every day, which is never going to happen. They can come in, but they're just not enough therapist. Mm-hmm. But if you have to wait until there's therapy before you can be okay, what, what does that tell you about yourself? Tells you that you believe that you're not strong. Tells you that you believe you're not powerful. Tells you that you don't have what it takes to get through this, that you're a victim, you're helpless, you're powerless, which you can believe that if you want. But you can also believe something else. You can believe that I can get through this. I can sit cold on a dirty floor, miserable, or I can sit there and I can just start with practicing. I can use my imagination and I'm going to start thinking about things I'm I'm grateful for. What is it? And some people think, well, that's ridiculous. Well, I'd much rather be ridiculous than sit there miserable. See, people think I'm weird for saying that. And the kid was kind of like, you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think he's weird. I don't want to live in misery. And the misery can change when you change your mind, you change your thoughts. Like that's a, that's a real statement. So there's people listening to the show and you're miserable in your marriage. You're miserable about your kids. You're miserable at your finances. You're miserable with your health. And, and I'm telling you, with all the compassion I can muster up, change your mind. Because there's something good in your life right now. I guarantee you there are so many good things. And there's people around you that are just wishing you'd latch onto those positive things. All right. I'm rambling. We're out of time. We're going to come right back after this. Go to fivestarlife.org. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to The Five Star Life. I'm joined here in studio with Coach Me again. Thanks, Seth. We're really having a great conversation. Um, I really enjoyed our visit to JDC. And uh, what was another question that they had asked you? So the other one was, uh, what do you think uh, is a definition of a good life? And I just immediately flipped it back to them. And there's a, a student there that uh, just spoke up right away. and said, I, I think a good life to me is just if I could just have peace. And that, again, that's the beauty of these kids. They have such depth. Mm-hmm. Like they're not saying like so many kids that are maybe not in the system. They're going to say, man, if, if, if my brother would just leave me alone or if, if, you know, I could just get that Xbox or if I could just get this or mm-hmm. if I could just have this girl or whatever. It's interesting. And again, nothing wrong with those things. But when you talk about depth of, um, you know, kind of significance, no offense, but the girl and the Xbox are shallow compared to peace. That's a, there's some depth to that answer. Mm-hmm. And just then said, so w- w- talk about that you want peace for a reason. That means you don't have it. It's like, no, nah, I've, ne- I've never had it. And he went into his story of, you know, being in the foster care system and 
being in and out of detention. And basically what he was saying is he, he is he is the statistic that we look at when you think, you know, pipeline to prison, that is where he's headed. Fatherless, in the system, young, he's going to prison. That is how his life will end unless there's intervention. And Fives to Life is an intervention. Mr. B is an intervention. Us going there, we are intervening. And just asking the question, so so you, you've had broken relationships, broken home. And I said, so what do you believe about yourself? Because we really started to talk about identity. Because I just said, you know, living a good life to me is contingent upon me understanding who I am, my identity, like what I'm rooted in, fastened to, what what I'm rooted in, that my identity, that, that's a big deal. Because then that directly flows into my purpose, my destiny, what I'm here to do, which then that directly ties into my strength. You become powerful when you latch onto who you are and know your destiny. And uh, he just kind of shook his head. So well, that's, that's nice. But I mean, Coach Seth, I mean, I, I've been diagnosed with, and he went on this yeah. list of things he's been diagnosed with. And I just said, man, you, you, um, you sure have. And those things were meant to raise a flag to bring attention to support, not meant for you to say you have chronic depression. Chronic depression means you have it forever. Right, I had, I, I had this diagnosis twenty years ago. I was diagnosed with uh, a chronic sinus infection, and it was just like they couldn't figure out how to get it to go away. It was just there, and uh, what I did is I said I need to, even though this is the best doctor in the state of Michigan, I got to go find somebody else because I am not accepting that I'm going to be chronically sick the rest of my life until this turns into something else like cancer. So I did, did some research, did some research and found out that it was linked. My chronic sinus issue was linked to what I was putting in my mouth. It was sugar. It was dairy. It was wheat. So guess what? I no longer have chronic sinus issues. I breathe freely. I, I'm healthy. My point is this. If, if we want to, and if we want to help kids and this kid that was talking to me, you can believe that you are chronically depressed and you're going to stay there. Or you can believe something differently. Wait, and that, that I did notice that is that they all were labeled by somebody to have some sort of, uh, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Diagnosis. Diagnosis, yeah. Yeah, and again, this isn't to knock the medical community right. because they're, they're calling a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. What's meant to be just, hey, this is a spade, it's meant to draw attention so you can address it, right? The problem is... These kids are receiving these diagnoses as fact, and as this is how it's always going to be. And it's hopeless. And this is just who I am. This is how I am. I can't change it. And that's a lie. There is so much science that supports anything we want to change, we have the power to change. Literally. Yeah, I can't change it, and therefore this is why I do what I do, too. It's justifying it. Yeah. Yeah. So now if that's the case, and this is what we talked about in that room, is now you've given your power away to 
chronic depression. That's still a part of your power. That's more powerful than who you want to be. So who's going to win? Do you want to take it back? Then let's talk about how you can overcome chronic depression. It's really hard to be grateful and happy and depressed at the same time. It's really hard to be uh, depressed when you're thinking about things that are positive. The two cannot coexist. One or the other is going to win out. And when, when you start to realize, when kids start to realize, and we've had so many kids write in and tell me to my face, like, Coach Seth, I was suicidal. I was depressed. I was anxious. And when I learned that I could change my mind, I latched onto that and I began to be more intentional about what thoughts I just let sit. And we talked about that with the kids. We believe the lie that every thought that comes to my mind is my own. That's not true. If I, if I believe that every thought I ever had in my life was me, I probably want to take my life too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Some of the crazy thoughts you have when you're either in conflict or when you're frustrated in traffic or when you're just having a bad day or just like the random thoughts that pop to your head. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. If you believe that's you, you that itself will lead to some mental health issues. When you realize thoughts are just passing through, and I choose what to do with them. I choose which ones I get to own and become a part of me. I loved when you uh, started to kind of change the narrative and ask them, like, to help them change their labels. You know, like, what are you good at? What are you good at? And every single one of them had something that they were good at. And this, the smiles on their faces as they shared that to you, I, I found that very, uh, it was just, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. There was a kid that was quiet the whole time until I got into, you can actually choose to be grateful. And, and the moment you choose to stop thinking about your problems and yourself and start thinking about how you can help someone else, because that, years ago I read this, this renowned psychologist was asked the simple, he was like, he was fully retired. He was close to 90. And they said, give us in the simplest terms, your key to, you know, your advice to a person that's chronically depressed or anxious. Uh, he said, in a nutshell, I would say, leave your house, lock the door, go to the other side of town and do something for somebody else. And I told the kids that story and this kid just lit up and he's like, that, that's what I do. He's like, I love it. Like, I'm just happy all the time because I'm thinking about other people. And I'm just thinking, how can, how can I help people? And I'm going to choose to be positive. And he was bubbling. He yeah. came alive at that. He sure did. He was cute. And the other kids were watching like they're making the connection because that kid didn't even, he probably didn't even realize what he was doing maybe. Mm-hmm. It was just intuitive or maybe he learned it, maybe he learned it through five stars somewhere along the way. But it, it's so fun to see kids making those connections. And then what was really fun was when one kid was clapping back and he had been saying, yeah, but I'm depressed and there's nobody there. And then the kid that was clapping back earlier said, no, you don't, you don't get it. He's like, y- you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like he's right. Like we have a choice in this. We have a say in this. That to me, that's that those are the powerful moments where they're getting it. And now they're trying to help each other get it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And some people, they just think, yeah, that's nice. You're talking about their emotions, talking about the thoughts. And I just want to call a time and say, 
this is foundational stuff for kids that are have grown up caught in the trap of their thoughts and their emotions and don't know how to get out. These are things that are are chain breakers and the key to breakthrough for these kids. So the key to freedom, there's these small little things that once you get them, how many times have you been stuck and somebody offers a word of encouragement or you just learn something, you're like, and then you're changed forever. That's where those kids are. But this is for adults too. It's for adults too. Such good lessons. All right. On the break, go to Five Star Life, share this with somebody, um, and we'll see you in just a moment. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and joined in studio just wrapping up uh, with Coach Mia, my co-host. So, you know, when you left your first trip to the detention center, what was going through your mind? Gosh, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but I, I had a lot to think about and process. Um, and mainly just like, what am I going to do with these thoughts? And, um, you know, and I think they just keep, they still have those faces. I mean, I couldn't, I just can't forget the faces that mm-hmm. are in there. So Yeah, they're, they're there. And you just, um, it is, it is a bittersweet experience going there because, you know, you're going there just to give. And the, the, the fun thing is, you know, I know these kids, most of them have not been ever in their life in an environment where people just in their life were just givers. You know, they, they live and are surrounded by their hat. There's givers in everybody's life for sure, but they're surrounded by some takers. Yeah. Right. And so when you go in there and all you're doing is giving, um, that's fun. But, but then the, the bitter part is knowing that these kids, they've got, They've got a lot of life ahead of them and a lot to figure out. And it, it's them getting these foundational truths is really going to be the, the deal breaker for whether they're going to live a life of crime and end up in the system forever, whether they're going to live up, you know, live in poverty the rest of their life, uh, whether they're going to be just people that have great lives. And so I always leave with fuel and it, I take every question, I take everything they clap back on, and I take notes for our curriculum and how we can break this down and teach kids that are in those situations. So it's, it, to me, it's fuel. But you do take uh, information from all of our kids that are in all different kinds of situations. Um, and at the end of the day, it's the same formula. True. You know, it, re- it really is. And, and, and even, you know, you think about kids that are in detention centers all over the place. It's like you also want to lobby for them and fight for them. And, and that, that is why, you know, if we can get five star in every detention center across the country, if we can get five star in every school across the country, it, it will make such a huge difference because kids will be able to break free from these toxic mindsets 
and it's going to pave the way for a life of success. We've had so many kids that tell us that that are adults now that like, yeah, that, that, that moment in time was so powerful. Thank you for that. Um, that investment. So the question I have for the listening audience is what do you do with this information? You know, you, you listen to this show, which is awesome. We're honored by that, but we really want to ask you to get involved and your involvement Again, there's zero pressure, but make sure you ask yourself, what is my role? Like, how how do I help? How do I get engaged? And if you'll do that, um, you will have some things that come to you. And if you get lost, what you need to do is you need to go to our website, fivestarlife.org, and get a hold of us and just sit down and have a conversation with us. Maybe for some, it's financially getting involved. For others, it's getting involved volunteering. Uh, For some of you, it's, it's leveraging your connections to bring Five Star to your community or to your family. But there's a place for everybody. And m- my cry to the world is this. If you see the problems in society and you want to change them, you can change them. You're not powerless. We have a lot of tools, a lot of resources at Five Star that if you will make introductions and inroads for us or if you'll get involved... We can turn this thing around. I, I know it. I've, I see it. And the time is now. It really is. Um, so it's exciting. How can they take the step, though, to, you know, like to go to a school board meeting or what are some examples? You know, if you want to bring Five Star to your community, it really does start with just going to the, our website, hitting the contact us button, talking to us, because we can walk you through maybe if you're not sure how to approach um, a, a, a judge, an attorney, a detention center, a school. Um, we can walk you through those things, but it's literally just as easy as an introduction. But maybe there's some other people you know that we can leverage to surround some of those people. There's always power in numbers. There's like strength in numbers. And so you just never know, but there is a lot of power and a lot of strength when, when parents and grandparents and business leaders just raise their voice, not in a nasty way at all, but in a, hey, we care, and we've heard about this program. That's how we grow into school districts and detention centers. That's exactly how it happens. Matter of fact, you know, we just met with Tyler Brown and his mom, who, victims of gun violence, he miraculously survived in part because of his mother praying, but also because thousands of people that listen to this program were praying, and he, he's alive. Part two to that, is some greatness came out of that. We would not be doing what we're doing in detention centers and and, and with kids on probation in the SNAP program we've talked about in other episodes if it were not for Tyler being shot, uh, me being on a news interview, somebody seeing that and saying, I can do something. I'm going to make an introduction to the, the director of the JJC or to the director of probation. That's how it all starts. It's just one relationship builds upon another. Sure. And the other part of this, too, is you have an incredible um, voice to get out to people, too. And um, so I encourage people to, if you like our our radio show, the podcast, share it with people, our YouTube show. um, Get it out there for us. 
Yeah, that's a huge that's a huge deal. Just sharing the share with us mm-hmm. or taking a clip and putting it on social media, sharing. Hey, check this out. Th- those are helpful things to us um, sh- sharing it. So we're, we're we're trying to do better with social media. <laughs> we, we've been so like our biggest mistake as a nonprofit organization in as leaders uh, in the organization is we put all of our all the support people give us. We put it back into all, all like into kids into programs, and so we've done. We just haven't focused on marketing. So we're like the best kept secret still in the nation. Um, but you can help change that. And uh, the guy behind the the soundboard, Arnold, is helping us too with marketing. So we're really excited. But you can you can really be a part of the solution. We just have a couple minutes left. So I, I want to take a moment j- just to get people to be thinking. We're in October. We're getting ready to come into the Thanksgiving season. Christmas will follow. Like this is a busy run here. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to challenge you to start the process. This is the time of year I start the process of re, recapping and reflecting on my year and where I want to go in 2024 and where do I want to put my time, where do I put, put my resources, like who do I want to be going, how do I want to go into the next year? How do I want to leave this year? Have I done all I've wanted to do? When I look back on some of the goals that I've set for myself, it's a great time of year to do that. So I just want to encourage our listener, listening audience to join me kind of in that journey. Mm-hmm. I always take a few months just to do that. And it's so good to do, filled with gratitude and maybe some challenges where maybe we've dropped the ball in some areas. Um, and it's not about guilt or shame, right? We are where we are and it's all good. But like, what's the next step I can do? Mm-hmm. Don't do stuff out of guilt or shame. Do stuff out of passion, out of wanting to be better and wanting to change the world because we can. The other thing I'll say is this, um, just shut off the news for a little bit, um, read a book, um, talk to your kids, um, hug somebody, help somebody like this next few months. There's so much fear out there, Mia, oh at every gosh. turn. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we're supposed to be like the ostrich and just, you know, stick our head in the sand. Um, because it's, there's real threats, there's real bad stuff happening, but you can only take so much where, it's like sometimes I wonder, are they trying to make us chronically depressed and fearful <laughs> because it's so bad? So I just want to encourage you, like, shut the TV off, uh, put your phone down, and find something good to read over the next few months, something that's going to encourage you, inspire you, challenge you. Take a little more time to, for the people in your life and reflect. Those three, if you'll do those things, you're going to be just fine, and you're going to find that all those other things – they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be what they're going to be. So, you know, too, I think also write a letter, send a card. I mean, it's a forgotten art, I would call it. Um, but I th- it's very, uh, very healing for me when I do that. So <laughs> I love it. That's really good. Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to wrap this up. Remember, go to fivestarlife.org to learn more. We just launched a new website, but take time to share this with somebody else passed along. We're out of time. Thank you so much. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you're interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.